Welcome to the Energy Shift Podcast, the podcast to bring you energy healing techniques, insights from a medical intuitive and consciousness raising methods, all tied together to help you change your energy and heal your life. Hello there, I'm your host Dr. Katharina and you're listening to podcast episode number four, 10 Tips to Heal from a Narcissistic Relationship, The Empire's Narcissist Connection. So this is what we're going to talk about today. I want to first show you what the energetics are between the empires and the narcissist so that you gain a better understanding of the energies that are involved in such a relationship. I will also talk a little bit about the wounding of the empires and the narcissist And then I'm going to give you 10 tips on how to heal from such a relationship. So many people who are interested in energy medicine are usually empaths. So that might be you if you're listening to this podcast episode. So what is an empath? An empath is a person who has the ability to easily walk in someone else's shoes. You might have noticed for yourself that it's easy for you to also understand the person and even feel the other person's emotions or energy. Maybe you can go into a room and you can immediately sense if, um, let's say, an argument just has taken place. That's typical of an empath because you can sense your energetic surroundings and you can also pick up on emotions that are lingering. With an empath, um, the empath usually has very what we call loose energetic boundaries. So an empath usually doesn't have this sense of strong inner self because an empath can easily merge energetically with another person. That can feel extremely exciting if that if you're in love with this person or if this other person has a beautiful energy. But of course, it can also be bringing you down if the other person has a negative energy or is just not feeling well. But we have to keep this in mind when it comes to the uh, empath and narcissist connection. So the narcissist um, is a different breed in terms of energy. The narcissist usually has a very removed sense of self. So the I'm talking here about the true self, the spirit, because as the narcissist, um, the narcissist usually has learned in childhood that he or she was only loved because of something external. Maybe he had very good looks or maybe he was very um, good in school. So they learned that they can only get love and attention when they do something or be a certain way. And of course, this is very, very wounding itself to the soul and to the core of the being of the narcissist because we all want to be loved for who we are. And the narcissist then learns a mechanism, it's like a, a strategy to deal with this wound by creating a fictional personality around themselves. So they will have a very inflated sense of self. So they talk themselves up and only 
um, see their own achievements, but they usually have problems seeing when they did something wrong. So they're creating this fictional reality around them where they literally cannot see or feel into the other person, especially if the narcissist does something that is deeply hurtful for the other person. Of course, for the empath is the opposite because the empath immediately feels if something's off. So here we have um, an incongruency. For the empath, often the core wounding is a lack of boundaries. So someone might have crossed your boundaries in childhood where maybe it was even physical abuse or emotional abuse, but the empath has learned that it's not really appropriate to have boundaries because her boundaries were crossed all the time. And so they feel kind of open and also vulnerable at, point, at, at times. So unfortunately, the empath and the narcissist, they get together quite often. And that's why I decided to do a podcast on this type of relationship because it can leave the empath very, very wounded after such a relationship, or also, if, of course, if you're still in this relationship. So let's look at what's happening energetically when the empath and the narcissist meet. Because the empath can merge quickly with the narcissist, right? The empath sometimes, so actually very often, merges not really with the true self of the narcissist, but with the inflated sense of self. And that gives the empath then a high too, because the narcissist, of course, thinks highly of himself. He thinks he can conquer the world and he's just the best person. And that gives the empath some type of safety and some type of also um, elevation. And that's where they come together. And for the narcissist, of course, he wants to be admired and wants to have someone who adores him. So just to be clear here, for the purpose of this podcast, I'm referring to the empath as a female and to the narcissist as the male within this relationship. But of course, the roles can be reversed as well. So in the beginning of such a relationship, it can be elevating, right? The empath can feel extremely, extremely good, even to the point where there is a high when they merge energetically. But because the narcissist deep down doesn't trust that he can be loved for who he is, it will feel kind of scary to the narcissist. He has a very hard time revealing his true self because he is not connected to his true self. And at some point, the narcissist will push the empath away. Usually the narcissist does that by being very critical and judgmental and then withdraws attention from the empath. Now for the empath, this can be a total shock because she didn't see that coming. She didn't she doesn't understand what has happened. And now this vicious cycle starts where the empath is trying to win back the approval of the narcissist. She's trying so hard to get back this first energetic high that she experienced when she, uh, when she started this relationship. And now this 
detrimental vicious cycle starts where the empath more and more and more will try to mold herself into something she is not just to uh, win the approval of the narcissist back. So maybe she starts to behave in a certain way or talk in a certain way just to make sure that the narcissist again comes closer. But usually that doesn't happen or maybe just for a few moments or maybe days. But the narcissist is now stuck also in this cycle where he cannot come close anymore because he wants to unconsciously, of course, push the empath away. Now for the empath, this can then also mean she has to walk on eggshells because the narcissist could leash, leash out at an unexpected time. And usually the feeling of sense of the empath then will diminish over and over and over as long as the relationship progresses. Now, when we look into the energy centers, um, you know, the energy centers I'm referring to the, as the chakra system. Those are the energy centers along the midline and they have all emotional themes. And when there is a relationship between two people, there are so-called energetic cords between two people. And when you are in love with someone, it's a genuine love, then this cord is on the heart chakra level. And that feels really good and then your heart is open. But usually with the narcissist and empath relationship, this cord, it might be there, but just it's very thin, but the main cord is on the solar plexus level. So you might know that the solar plexus is the power center. And so its theme is power, control, and also then the opposite, feeling disempowered. So the solar plexus now is the main energy center that's activated within such a relationship. And the narcissist controls energetically the empath through this solar plexus cord. Now, what does this mean? As I said earlier, the empath usually feels less and less. The sense of self and self-worth, which is also a solar plexus theme, will diminish over time. And the narcissist is going to feel much stronger because he draws energy from the empath, which then feeds his inflated sense of self even more. Now, this, of course, is very bad for it, it's bad for both people, right? It's not good for the narcissist. It's not good for the empath. And often narcissists go to very great lengths to unconsciously make this bond stronger and draw more energy out from the empath. So often the empath then feels feels low of energy and there can also be a subtle controlling where the narcissist also removes the empath physically or also emotionally from their social surroundings to um, from their family or from their friends and so the empath will become will will start feeling less and less safe and more and more insecure and then will falsely try to find the um, safety again through this cord from the narcissist. And that, of course, doesn't, doesn't help and it doesn't work out like that. 
One thing I really want to point out here is that it might sound like this, but the narcissist is not a bad person per se. It's not that he's evil. He, as well as the empaths, they, they work out their wounding through this type of behavior. You know, remember we are all souls walking on this planet and we're trying to learn and that's just the energetic makeup and the learning that's involved for the narcissist as well as for the empaths. So in the best possibility, in the best, in the best way for the narcissist, if he can, can find that inner core, inner strength and know that he's loved for who he is, then he can heal. But the problem with the narcissist often is that he doesn't think that he has a problem. That's the main obstacle for the narcissist versus the empath usually finds fault within herself and tries to change desperately and um, will also do many things to just make the narcissist feel good. But for the empath, the learning can be here, especially once you understand the dynamic here of this relationship and if it's really untoxic, this relationship, to get out of this relationship, for the empath, the learning is to bring the energy back to yourself, to bring it back to yourself, to draw in your energy field so that you can feel protected and safe within your own being. So I'm going to give you now um, 10 tips on how you can heal from such a relationship. And it's it's not easy, but it can be done and it, it uh, many people have done it. And um, as I said earlier, it's important for us to understand what's happening and not to try to find fault within yourself that you even fell for this person. Because remember, it's all a learning. It's a learning experience. So um, the tip number one is here to first admit that you're not okay in the relationship and face the truth. Now, this sounds obvious, but usually for the empath, it's not so obvious because since the empath, since the empath is connected energetically through the solar plexus cord to the narcissist, the empath also finds identity, because that's also a solar plexus issue here, identity in the relationship. And losing your identity is one of the hardest things that you can do. So then really facing the truth that, yeah, you are not okay in this relationship, something's not right, can feel like a death. Because often it's also an ego death that is involved here. Now I want to give you some questions here to ask yourself if you're not sure what, if you are in such a relationship. I want you to honestly consider how are you feeling on a daily basis? Do you feel fatigued, anxious, small or powerless? Did you suddenly develop an illness that you didn't have before entering this relationship? And how did you feel about yourself before you entered this relationship? Did you feel more confident and strong that you're doing right now? Did your life significantly change? Or do you feel like you have to walk on eggshells constantly? Do you feel like your needs and desires count in the relationship? 
Do you often do things against your better knowing just to keep the peace? And how much contact do you still have with your friends and family? Have they noticed changes within you or even told you you have become a completely different person? And do you feel disconnected from yourself and your intuition and you have lost the ability to know what's best for you? So these are just some questions to consider and admitting to yourself that's, that you're not doing well in this relationship and that there's something wrong with the relationship is usually the first step towards healing. And remember, it's not your fault and you have not done anything wrong. It's just a learning experience. Now the tip number two is to increase the energy in your solar plexus. Remember, I've told you um, earlier that the solar plexus is the one energy center that is activated in this relationship, but it's activated in an unhealthy way. And that's why you need to start strengthening your solar plexus because this cord could have only been put there in place because most likely you had already some issues with self-esteem and self-confidence in the first place. So now how can you strengthen the energy in your solar plexus? Energy always follows attention. This means that when you meditate or bring your awareness and attention into the solar plexus, which is the energy center where your stomach is, then you can increase the energy there. You can imagine a bright sun emanating from your power center and strengthening, strengthening your chakra. You can also start with affirmations like I am strong, I'm self-confident, I trust myself. And additionally, you can also put one hand on the solar plexus, doesn't matter if it's the right or the left hand, and gently rub it in a clockwise motion with the intention to energize it. Now, tip number three is recover your sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Losing your sense of self-worth and self-esteem is really a hallmark of the empath-narcissist relationship for the empath. And that's why it's important for you to remember all that you're capable of and all the things that you're proud of and that you have already accomplished in your life. So I want you to make a list of all your past accomplishments and write down at least 20 things. Of course, this might sound a lot right now for you, especially um, if your self-esteem is already a little bit lowered and you might think, oh, Katerina, I don't have 20 things that I'm proud of. But trust me, if you really think about this hard, you can come up with 20 things. And it doesn't have to be always the the big things, right? You can be proud of yourself, for example, if you're a good cook. That's a skill that you have. Or you can be proud of yourself if you're loving towards your children or your friends. So make a list of 20 things and then write down these, um, write down uh, the things that you're proud of. And most importantly, carry the list with you and read, read it through every day. 
Now, when you do, it's important to allow yourself to feel the emotions of the past event. Okay, so feel how you have felt when you accomplished something. And that's important because you want to bring up again that energy and that excitement that you felt back then when you accomplished something. So it's then not just a mental energy, but again, a mental exercise, but it's an energy that you're increasing in your solar plexus by really allowing yourself to feel these emotions. Tip number four, change your subconscious beliefs. So what is a belief? A belief is basically a thought that you have thought over and over and over until it feels has become real in a sense and feels real to you. And we humans, we see and we see the world through a filter of beliefs. We're most often not conscious about them. But for example, if you believe that you cannot achieve a certain thing because you lack, you lack self-esteem, then it's, it's going to be very hard for you to actually achieve this because you're not believing in it. Maybe you're not even trying so hard, right? So those are usually our beliefs. And it's very important if you are in such a relationship to look at your beliefs and then start changing them. So how can you change a belief? There are different ways on doing this, but since I love energy medicine, I like to do it in an energetic way. And one, one way of changing belief is you um, put one hand on the heart chakra in the middle of your chest. And that's, of course, the biggest energy center in your body that governs all other energy centers. So that's why it's effective to work with the heart chakra. And you gently rub it in a clockwise motion while saying, or you can also think it, the positive healing belief. Again, here it's important to not make it a mental exercise, but to allow yourself to feel the energy of the sentence. Okay? And say each sentence three times and do this four times daily for at least six weeks because that's how long it takes for your subconscious mind to accept a new belief. You can also do some, you can post some reminders. For example, you could draw a symbol if you don't want to have anyone knowing what you're doing. A symbol for your new way of being, for new beliefs, and you just put some post-its there so that you remember to do this exercise. Now, some examples of positive healing beliefs are that um, might help you here in if you are caught in such a relationship. They are, I'm good the way I am. Right? Because often in a narcissistic relationship, you feel like you're not good enough anymore. So it's important to have this belief. I am good the way I am. You could also work on, I am worthy of having a great life. Or, I love myself completely. How about, I trust in my abilities. Or, I am self-confident and strong. Another big one here for the Empress is, I know and honor my boundaries. So, if you're intuitive, you could also 
check in with yourself and ask yourself which healing belief will be the most effective for you. If you're not sure, you can start with the ones I just shared with you. But if you're intuitive, I'm sure you can get a sense of of which belief you need at this very moment. And remember to do this daily and then for six weeks because this is how long it takes for the subconscious mind to accept a new belief. Tip number five, channel love into yourself. Also very important because you might feel like you're unlovable, right? If, if, if you're with a person who you love and that person is critical and judgmental and blaming you and is withholding, you might feel that there's something wrong with you and that you're not lovable. And that's why you have to remind yourself that yes, you are a lovable being. And yes, you are, right? Because you are a soul walking on this planet. And this soul is, the soul, of course, is unconditional love. And through your soul, you are connected to the universe. There's nothing you need to do or be or accomplish in order to be lovable and know that, yes, you are worthy of love because the love is already inside of yourself. But it can be hard to really feel this if you feel down, right? And so that's why it's important to channel the love into yourself and connect back with the universal love. For me, it is walking in nature. It really always helps me because I feel so connected to nature and I feel the oneness and the love when I go into nature. And that's maybe something you want to do too. And maybe you have the ability to connect to trees, to feel into trees and to feel the wholeness that you can see and sense in nature. And then connect to something higher than yourself. Or you can also do something very simple and just maybe lying down and put your hands on your heart and remember the feeling of love, the feeling you have for your children or for your pets or for another person. And then when you remember this feeling, allow that feeling of love to flow into you. So not directing it towards someone else, but really soaking it up allowing each cell of your body to be lifted up by this beautiful energy. So give love to yourself. Tip number six, strengthen your energetic boundaries. As I told you earlier, the empath has very loose energetic boundaries. That's why the empath can connect energetically so easily with other people. But if you don't know how to retract your energetic boundaries, it can be hard on you, right? Especially if you go around, maybe go into a big mall where there are lots of people and you feel like, oh, you're picking up all these energies from other people. It can be overwhelming. And especially in the narcissist empath relationship, right? Where your boundaries are so open and you sense immediately if there's something wrong with him. So your focus is constantly at um, drawn outward and not inside, right? So that's why it's important to bring the energy back and strengthen your own energetic boundaries. There are a few ways to do this. Again, remember, energy follows attention. So if you can become aware of your own boundaries, then you are already bringing energy into your boundaries. 
Of course, the skin is the boundary of the body. So you could start there and you can um, close your eyes and just really feel your body, feel the skin on your body. That's a boundary there. By sensing it, sensing it, feeling it, bringing your attention and awareness there, you are already strengthening your boundaries. Of course, you also have an energetic boundary that's around your body and that is often referred to and that is the aura. So you probably have heard about that term. It's in an ideal, if it's, if it's very healthy, then the ideal aura is shaped like an egg and extends a few inches outwards of your body and you are in this protective bubble there. You can also visualize this protective bubble around you. I always like to do this with the color blue because blue is already a very protective color. And you can close your eyes and then feel into the space around you. Now that space might feel really open and maybe that's even a scary feeling. But then again, you need to bring in your energy and you do this through intention and by bringing awareness to your boundaries. Remember that you have trained yourself to sense outside of yourself, sense what other people are feeling. So your radar is outside of you. But you can learn to put the radar, the attention and awareness back to yourself. And that's going to be the healing and that's going to be the strengthening of boundaries just by putting the energy and the awareness there. So tip number seven is cut the energetic cord between you and the narcissist. Remember, I'm still talking about this cord on the solar plexus level, which is really unhealthy because that's where the narcissist can control you. And this cord makes it so that you have a lost, that, that you have lost your sense of self-worth and self-esteem. So that's why it's important to energetically cut this cord. And that usually only works if you first strengthen the energy in the solar plexus and really do this before you attempt to energetically cut the cord because otherwise that cord will come back. So how do you cut an energetic cord? There are a few ways on how to do this. You could close your eyes and visualize this cord between your narcissistic partner it could also be a narcissistic boss you know it's not always a romantic relationship that I'm talking about here but you can um, visualize that cord on the solar plexus level and then what you do is you visualize a white light into the cord and you ask that white light to remove that cord for your highest good, for your highest interest, to put it back, bring it back into the light. And you do this until you can feel a relief. And it's important when you do this type of energy healing on yourself is to never try to make something happen, but you set the intention and then wait for it to happen naturally. That white light is a light that comes from the sky or from the universe so it has power right it's not something that you need to do but it's a universal light that wants to create balance and harmony and health so you visualize this until you can feel that cord being gone 
Now, other people like to literally imagine this cord being cut with a scissor or with a knife. You can also do this. But usually what I found is that when you visualize the cord just being gone and doing this in a gentle way with the white light, it works better than trying to forcefully cut and rip out something because it usually comes back. Now, tip number eight is leave the relationship as quickly as possible. Okay, I know that this is the most important, but also the hardest step to take. I really know this. And I'm talking about here about this relationship, if it's really toxic to you and you have answers, you know, the questions that I asked you in tip number one with, yes, yes, this is how I feel. I feel just down. I don't feel myself anymore. I've lost my sense of inner self-worth and self-esteem and you have realized that you are in a toxic relationship and you have tried already many things because most likely you have tried and maybe you have even gone to counseling and nothing worked so of course this tip is if you really feel like you are in a toxic relationship and if you're really with a, a narcissist that is a malignant narcissist then the only thing that will help you is it will help you long term is to leave the relationship as quickly as possible and I know that's not easy because especially if you feel like you are you don't have support or you feel like you are not close to your family and friends anymore then here of course it will be important to seek out help which is already tip number nine because you cannot do this alone and it can feel overwhelming and really scary so confiding in a friend and asking for help is really important. Of course, working with a licensed therapist can also be very empowering and healing for you. And I want to encourage you to do so because that's going to help help big way too. Now let's talk about the last tip. Tip number 10 is release victimhood and see the bigger picture. And I purposely put it at the end of the, the tips because this is usually only possible once you have removed yourself from the situation. Because in the situation, it can feel like you are a victim. And of course, this is very disempowering and it can feel horrible, right? It can make you feel horrible. But once you have gotten away and stepped away and you have become aware of all these energies that played out here, I want you to think about this again. So I want you to think about what have you learned from this relationship? Have you found a way to learn from it? Have you grown through it? What was the, the lesson in it? Maybe the lesson was for you to take better care of yourself and to bring the energy back to you and not put out so much energy to others. And in some sense, then also learning to love yourself more then this is, this is the learning and this is the growth. And remember, you're the spirit who is here to learn and grow. And that was, your, that was your lesson. And if you can see it from this larger perspective, then it's easy also to let go of an idea that you were a victim. Because feeling like a victim, it's also detrimental to your soul because the soul does never think about itself as a victim. Right, But again, don't push yourself here because this is only possible after a while. Once you have stepped away from 
from the situation and maybe you can even be grateful for the learning and the growth that you have done. And eventually then find peace and forgiveness. Okay, so this was it from today. And I also want to let you know that I recently did an and a free energy healing event, especially on this topic. And if you want to receive a free energy healing on healing from narcissistic abuse, you can sign up on this page or if you're listening to this podcast on another platform, you can go to drkaterina.com slash podcast and find the episode number four. And there you can sign up to the list and you will receive the recording of the free energy healing where I will help you with your solar plexus chakra, clear energy out, and then also guide you through these exercises that I mentioned briefly, where you can increase the energy of the solar plexus. And of course, if you like this episode, please share it with your friends. And I look forward to being with you soon again. Much love and bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Energy Shift Podcast at www.drkaterina.com.